cadets and captains to another episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And we're your Trek boys who sat down with all your favorite Treks and we tell you, hey, maybe what you love sucks. Who knows? Maybe what you love does suck. But not Star Trek. All Star Trek is good. Everything with my lo- favorite logo on it is good. Damn it. Uh, I'll fucking fight ye. <laughs> we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media and we tell you whether it's good or bad, shit or solid gold, baby. Usually it's like solid gold, just like this show is. But, you know, every now and then there's a stinker. I'm talking about the show that we do. Yeah, our show. Sometimes there's a stinker. Probably this one from how it's going. I Uh, heard being self-deprecating makes you more likable. I heard that it opens the doors for people who listen to your show to start deprecating you as well. Oh, that's true. Oh, no. (laughs) This time around, we are on the second episode of the star-studded for your Trek pleasure Cameo collection yeah. submitted to us by Elliot and voted by our patrons. Thank you. Thanks, Elliot. Elliot, thank you, patrons. Yeah, this episode kind of is that. <laughs> yeah, I've been making jokes like since we got this collection that like, man, we are just skirting some rolls with this episode, aren't I'm we? I'm trying to think of like, there's like, you could have done uh, what's his name. <laughs> I'm, like I'm saying, like this is a we could have replaced the star-studded collection with like the guy whose name I don't remember. The guy who played Candyman. He's uh, Kern. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's he's pretty famous. Uh, he's Jake in the future yeah, episode of Deep old Space Jake. Nine too. Cadisco Jake. Yeah. What? I don't remember his name. He's the Candyman. <laughs> he's the Candyman. Yeah, he's pretty famous. Um, I don't know. He's probably more famous than. James doing is I, I yeah, we're know. doing the episode relics which is season six episode four of TNG uh, our star-studded guest star for this episode is star of stage and silver screen James Doohan World War II hero James Doohan he got his finger blown off in the Great War the Great War the oh, Great no, War the, the second two. Great War sorry sorry <laughs> the war to end all wars the second time <laughs> He's our star-studded star this time. Um, really, you might know him from Star Trek. Yeah, really fucking like putting in the cheat codes for this one. I think this is <laughs> IDDQD. Uh, this was written by Ronald D. Moore, and I do believe it shows. Yeah, this um, is a good. This is a good. It's a good goodly written spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ronald D. Moore episodes tend to be um, a little lighter on the real science and a little heavier on the uh, characterization. And That's interesting um, that you say that. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I always think that Ronald D. Moore is really good at like picking something from the real world and oh, putting for it sure. into his shows. For sure, but like... Um, the solution in this episode is to ram a ship in it real hard. Like, oh yeah, well you make a you put your foot in the door, foot in the door technique. Yeah, um, Ronald yeah. D. Moore is far more interested in creating uh, an interesting narrative with compelling characters than he is creating like a super pseudoscience uh, yeah. fix for the pseudoscience problem. I think he covers it up though well with like. Enough oh, interesting yeah. it's not science a negative. things. It's not a negative. I'm not. I'm not. Def- I'm not like. Look, 
my boyfriend Ronald D. Moore. I'm not defending I know, him. I know his wiener is so far up your butt. But... Oh my god, it's like buried. <laughs> I don't even know where my butt starts and his wiener ends. Wait, yeah. Well, wait. Hey. Anyway, uh, maybe maybe I'm not remembering Ronald D. Moore stories correctly. I do know, like. I think I'll stand by that. That his his stories uh, usually involve some real world science, but More. don't rely so heavily on like in universe pseudoscience explanations. Yeah, well, as I, they I do. know what you're, what you're saying. I think is that he he cares about the characters more than the the cool ships and yeah, he, cares, you know. he cares more about the characters than the universe. Let's put it that way. Interesting. I think I think he does both very well. He is the perfect man. You're correct. I Look, apologize. I would suck his dick straight <laughs> off his body. I don't care. Uh, this episode... Just to get that sweet Trek juice in my mouth. Oh, Jesus. I don't want, taken off I don't of want iTunes Trek yet. juice to be jizz. I don't like that. Trek juice. We should market a soda called Trek juice. And it's it's dyed white. Yeah. Um, we'll also get cease, cease and desisted again. Oh, no doubt. Like, I've For tried... Sure. I, I mentioned this to a few people behind the scenes. Uh, I've tried three times to make a store for us. Yeah. And every time I foolishly uploaded the same Go Climb a Rock shirt, and before the store... As instantly when the store goes live, it gets shut down. <laughs> I don't understand why, uh, all puns intended, why that's the hill they're going to die on. <laughs> like, what, like, what's with that shirt? I don't get it. I, I really feel like don't. they got to be releasing that shirt at some point, right? Like, they, they have it in the hopper. I, I mean, but, like... Really? Like that's that's your that's like a big seller. I, I don't I don't understand it, man. I don't get it. And I don't know. Like I'm the next time I do the store, I'm just not gonna upload it. Like I've learned my lesson. But like also the time has passed. Nobody's gonna buy the Go Nobody Rock wants shirt it. anymore. Nobody wants it. Yeah. We are so far beyond. What that. if we just change the like what it says? Go like, climb my just... cog. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's like a mustache rides shirt. I'm not making that. <laughs> you don't want to make a Big Johnson shirt? Remember those? Maybe I do, actually. Big Johnson shirt would be pretty good. There was Big Johnson for the grown-ups, and then for the kids there was Big Dog or I something did like, like that. Big Dog a lot more. The dog, yeah. the like scruff, McGruff-ass dog with sunglasses yeah. on. He was a cool dog you could wear on your shirt. Um, <laughs> I miss I miss cool dog. Wait, what was his name? Big dog. Was it big dog? I feel I like it was big dog. But then, like, you could be like your dad, who's wearing his like, s- like super, like subtly offensive, womanizing T-shirt that he would wear around. <laughs> I don't know if I call him subtly offensive. <laughs> subtly from 1992, yeah, maybe. True, dude. Since we're off the rails already, I watched um, Showtime at the Apollo is on Pluto. The like, um, I understood half of those words. Pluto is like a streaming TV service that's like free. Okay, I think it's free. Um, and they just have like whole channels that are like just one whole channel for American Gladiators. It's always that's amazing. Like one whole channel for like the Antiques Roadshow if you're trying to fucking like chill out and also amazing. Yo, I no joke, I love that show. I love the Antiques Roadshow. Yes, Uh, you're a man of taste, just like me. 
and uh, so I was watching Showtime at the Apollo on like the Comedy Channel or whatever, uh-huh. and uh, I learned that there is absolutely no quality control in Pluto. <laughs> because this dude comes out and literally is this white dude comes out to a crowd of black people. So he's got I got to give him this. He's got some balls on him. Right. But his entire act was him just saying racist stereotypes. Yeah, that's there was that's no joke. And the crowd was fucking loving it cuz like most of them were about not black people. They were all racist shit about Asian people and Muslims oh, and yeah, Italians. Right. When was this from? Like the I, this it was feels like, like 19 great. the Beastie Boys hosted it. So it was probably like 91. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was going on back then. And I was just like, man, this is the world that like comedians are mad they don't live in anymore. They don't get to do that easy ass <laughs> punching down shit yeah they're mad about it jesus um (laughs) anyway this episode relics was uh directed by alexander singer who uh directed a shit ton of other episodes of uh tng deep space nine and voyager this is his first directing job with star trek well that's pretty good he did a good job yeah, he, he was... got the most out of James Doohan's corpse. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're but... You're right, you're right. Um, but, I mean, let's let's be honest. <laughs> like, he was a huge fan of TOS as the thing, so the first time uh, he got to work on TNG, he got to work with Scotty. God, that's amazing. Can you imagine? Yeah. That'd be it. He, he's quoted as saying, I felt I was in the middle of some type of mythic experience. Yeah, I bet, man. That's That's incredible. Uh, apparently, like, the bridge of the other ship was so... I mean, you can sort of tell. Was so co- incredibly small that the edges so of the small. camera are touching the edges of the set. That's how difficult it was to film. Yeah. That. It looks... it Like, you can tell it looks really tiny. I thought maybe they would, like, scale it up a bit, but no. They just, like... I They just, like, got it out of storage or some shit. Clean it up, maybe. Who knows? They... I'd be interested to know if they, like, had that still. I'm sure they did. Probably. I, I, I would say so. Probably, right? Like, yeah. they probably didn't get rid of it. Um, according to Garrett Wang and Robert Picardo, okay. S- Singer had an unusual method of directing while filming episodes of Voyager. After uh-huh. a take was over, instead of verbally talking to the cast about what they did wrong in a scene, he would make strange facial expressions at them as a way of telling them they were being too expressive during a scene. Wow. They would uh, all just really, turn we, towards him and he'd go, mmm, with his lips. <laughs> I'm starting to see why maybe Voyager wasn't so good. <laughs> you know what works better than that? Talking to the actors. You would think so, right? I mean, I'd be like, can you just fucking tell me? Like, can oh, you seriously dude, just fucking tell me? I fucking unlocked the mystery box here for why oh, that God. was so fucking weird. Uh, he He's worked with Stanley Kubrick quite a few times. Uh, so he, like, <laughs> he, it, like, broke his brain. Fucking Garrett Wang and Robert Picardo should be happy he wasn't physically beating them with sticks <laughs> to get them to do what he wants. Yeah, if this was, like, a different time somewhere, they'd be beaten with a cane or something. Like a fucking, like, old British guy. You must act better! <laughs> <laughs> Here's no women allowed in the theater. Here's here's the wild thing is he's directed like I don't know like twenty episodes of Star Trek. We've only seen three episodes that he's directed. That he's which one? What are the other ones? 
We've seen Relics Gambit huh. Part 2. That's the one about the X-Men Gambit? I don't yeah, remember that one. Maybe we didn't see that one on this show. I'm making a list right now, and I'm going to post it later. So. I do not remember. Uh, What's the other one? Fucking um, Threshold. Oh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> well... <laughs> he didn't yeah. write it, so there is that. James Doohan is in that one, too. Um, Don't he, they turn into James Duhans when they go past Warp 10? <laughs> James I'm just, Duhan getting a beating in this episode of M-Class. railing on poor James Duhan. Uh, the most beloved actor in maybe all of Star Trek yeah. history. Like, he, he never did anything shitty his whole time. They fucking shot that guy's ashes into outer fucking space. Yeah. That's how much people loved him. Uh, he also directed one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever, Hard Time. The Hard Time. Hard Time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's hard gonna get time. that joke anymore either. Um, no. no, hard time is the one where uh, O'Brien must suffer through oh, prison, the, uh, p- mind prison. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we didn't watch that one, did we? No, we have not watched that one. That's a great one. That should be in a collection. Get to it, yeah. patrons. The I'm in prison collection. It'll be that one. Picard. There are four lights. Oh my god, and, this uh, is sad ass collection. That one's tough. That, that dude. I have a. Tr- I have trouble watching that one. Yeah, that one's rough. And there's like so many jokes about it, like online yeah. and like amongst the community. So every time there's a joke about it, I'm just sort of like, ha <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think I posted a meme in our Discord with like Kevin and Hadley about that one. Yeah. Didn't I? You did. I forget it what it was. Funny. It was funny, it was but it. I definitely went, uh, Well, when you watch it, you're like, oh, my God, my hero, my dad, Captain Picard, is, like, a broken down man. And it's yeah. just, it's, like, really hard to watch. And it's like, you think, like, he was resilient to the end, right? He could, he he was so unbreakable. Yeah, but, but he then was, he tells you that he yeah. was just about to break. He was like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, man. It's like if you watch that episode of Star Trek, you you think torture's too much. You, you de- there's like no way that you came out of that yeah. being like, yeah, just fucking torture prisoners. Yeah, and they don't even. And since it's television in the '90s, like they don't even really like torture him, right? Like 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 real ass torture is like unspeakably horrible. Yep. Like it's like for real these like gut like puke inducing it's disgusting it's a dis and like they just like kind of like fuck with them like gaslight them and shit right yeah. like they yeah, don't like leave like him naked and cold yeah. alone and shit they don't cut his dick off and eat a sausage in front of him like ramsey bolton what did you ever watch game of thrones you didn't watch game of thrones no i've not watched games oh my god this guy has not watched game of thrones he's not watched battlestar galactica what was what was the last one <laughs> Ronald Bab- D. Babylon Five. T- <laughs> You've watched that. Though. I've seen some Babylon Five. I've seen some Battlestar Galactica too. The new one. Yeah, I I watched uh, five episodes and then I've seen like probably ten episodes out of order after that. <laughs> My favorite's the boxing episode in like season three. It's I like definitely didn't make it to that one. It's perfect. God, I love Starbuck. Oh my god. She's in um, anyway. <laughs> she's in the Mandalorian now. Yeah, I knew that she was going to be because she's Bo-Katan in the... She's the voice of Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars and That's Rebels. pretty dope. I always love when, like, an actor from a show I like gets, like, a new cool job. I'm always yeah. real psyched about that. Well, Katie Sackhoff's are really good about that shit. Like, she's, like, probably... She seems like she's, like, really fun to, like, 
have it on your show because she like brings like this weird like intensity and like I don't know it, she just seems like to really she's like a good actress what she does. for sure like, yeah I've never seen yeah. her in anything I didn't think she was good in yeah even though she's the two even things that... the two things I've seen her in most she basically plays the same character that's all she ever plays <laughs> <laughs> no like seriously and I think that's why they liked her I think like when they made Bo-Katan they were like it's Katie Sackhoff just make her oh, Katie yeah. Sackhoff there's definitely like there's gotta yeah. be when you see Typecasting. Starbuck or you see yeah. Vic on Longmire yeah. the greatest sci-fi TV show <laughs> you gotta have a character like that in your show yeah Vic from Philly I'm from Philly I like when she says Wooder and the Flyers <laughs> You can tell she's really selling it. Water. She's like, I know what Philly is. <laughs> I don't think I think she's from like Southern California. Or Probably something. like all actors are. Yeah. <laughs> James Doohan, famously from Canada. Oh, he's Canadian. Yeah, he was in the Canadian military. And uh, I thought World he was War British. II. Well, now I learned something. No, he uh, he fakes a Scottish accent. Um, I knew that he faked it, but I thought he was. In this episode, he does drop it from time to time by accident. He's just old. He's very old. He is. He doesn't look as old as everybody else from the show do- did at that point. No. I mean, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bones. On DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly looks, at this point, he looks like he's 147 years old. Yeah, he... Um, he, the best thing about DeForest Kelly is he played all these roles as, like, badasses or whatever. But it seems like in real life he was apparently, like, the sweetest, like, like most milk toast guy in the world. Yeah. Like, you yeah. see photos of him when he's older and he has these giant grandpa glasses on and, like, a uh, denim shirt. <laughs> does he have a Go Climb a Rock shirt or, or did he get yelled at for that, that He too? would get cease and desisted so fast. Yeah. They probably would. They probably would fucking dig up DeForest Kelly's corpse if they found out that he had that oh, shirt yeah, on. Absolutely. Um, James Doohan takes a crack at him. Scotty takes a crack at Bones yeah. in this episode. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And he says the doctors on this Enterprise are a sight prettier than on mine. Yeah, and uh, Gates McFadden has to pretend that that's not weird. Yeah, that that's not a strange thing to say. Yeah. She's like, oh, thank you. It's like she just kind of yeah. smiles and walks away, which is sort of like very nineteen nineties lady behavior that you have to do, or else yeah, you lose wanna... your job on the show, like she did for a while. Yeah, gotta play it, play it cool, Gates. You're gonna get replaced with Doctor Pulaski. Doctor Pulaski or uh, Lady Bones. <laughs> lady Bones. She. Uh, I didn't like her the first time I watched. I'm like, I'm sort of just used yeah. to her now. But some people really love her and like think that she got like a raw deal. I think she's great, but I, I, I don't prefer her over. I, I don't really prefer either. Really, I don't. I just she's so mean to Data, my son. How dare <laughs> she? <laughs> I like that she's just bones. I think that's really smart. That it's they did that. really lazy, yeah. It is I mean. lazy, but also, like, in a way, it's, like, almost perfect. I don't know. Usually, I'm like, that's dumb. Don't do that. Like you but. can drop a Bones into any Star Trek show and make it better, yeah. though, is the thing. That's true. Bones I is agree. one of those TOS characters that's so strong that, like, it's impossible for him to be bad in things. Yeah, that's why he's the best part of the new movies. Yeah. 
it's impossible for him. And he doesn't do shit in those movies. No, he does not. That dude doesn't do shit in those Scotty movies. Scotty does more than he does. Fucking Chekhov does more. Yeah. When yeah. he's running around, he's like, I know what that is. And he's like running through the fucking, like, I don't know, water filtration plant or whatever the fuck is going on down there. I, I did, uh, I liked Carl Urban as Bones. I think Carl Urban was like, I want to get paid a good wage. And they were like, all right, you'll be in like two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like they always had like a problem with that in the original movies too. Like keeping everybody in the movie. Because it's, it's really easy just to have it be, like, a Bone Spock, Kirk movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of sixes like that, where it's just, like, the three of them. Uh, so you end up with characters doing things that make no sense. Like, in Star Trek yeah. V, where Uhura starts doing a sexy fan dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Star Trek V is so bad. <laughs> God, you could tell. That had to have been, like, a rewrite that, like, Shatner himself put in. And then she does a sexy fan dance. Uh, was Brennan Braga around for this? <laughs> was he, was he a, I don't think so. Not yet. Probably not. Uh, let's, <laughs> now that we've not talked about this episode, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Legos! <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Super Mario is back. He's blasting through worlds where no one has ever been. He's taking on enemies no one else dares. This time, Mario pops up power wherever he goes. So he's bigger and badder than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Old commercials were your ticket out. Yeah, do you like them? Does everybody like them? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard a negative word about the commercials we have. Everybody I've never heard a positive one. word about them. I have. Though. I've heard a oh, lot of people talk about how much they love the commercials. Sometimes I find one and I'm like, this is amazing. It just like teleports <laughs> my brain. I want to find the one for, like, Toys R Us. Do you remember, like, Toys R Us commercials at Christmas time? Yeah. God damn. Weren't they the best fucking things? They made me want a bunch of shit I couldn't afford, for sure. Yes. Yeah. That that <laughs> happened. But when you're little, like, you're like, whatever. I don't Maybe know what money day. is. Maybe one day. Yeah. Sometimes shit will, like, completely transfer your mind to a certain place. Like, I yeah. I get that way with, like, music a lot. But, like, oh, yeah. weirdly, the thing that will transfer me back to being on the bus in fourth grade more than anything is, like, 90s dance music. Like, uh, LaBouche. La yeah. Yeah. LaBouche and, like, CNC Music Factory. Yeah, Sonique. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, uh, what is that? What's that stuff that Nick likes? Uh, Star likes Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking about. Uh, <laughs> I forget the name of the type of techno that he likes. House? No. Acid? No. <laughs> no. You're I'm just saying nouns. I'm just saying the types of techno, dog. No, I forget. I'll, I'll ask him. It's I, on the tip of my tongue. 
types of techno inter- 90s like 90s techno yeah like 90s dance music la bouche yeah but it, it has like a word like a name house not house house is a show and a movie not house <laughs> that's the name not okay that's it yes house music is a type of techno you fucking troglodyte i know i know that i know but it's not the one i'm talking about uh black hole sun reminds me of driving to school in fifth grade in the rain with my mom it's true it's a very it's a very distinctive memory song for sure yeah and the video where the barbie melts on the grill i think about like the smashing pumpkin song 1979 yeah, that's a great one. That's that's a very like return to youth song. Yes, that that's yeah. Ironically, like my return to high school song is for sure gotta be like "Get Your Roll On" by Big Timers. Oh my god, God, that reminds me of Mike like, Sadorf. Mike Sadorf and I definitely have Big Timers, Cash Money Millionaires in common. Like, there's. Did you ever- did you ever see Mike just dance to some big timers? It's it, it's it's you'll never forget it. <laughs> I definitely haven't then. <laughs> at at Game Revision, I used to just put music on like randomly because it would get so weirdly quiet in the day. Mm-hmm. But like you needed to like break the silence, so I would just put on like some crazy big timers or something. And he would just always stand up and dance, and people would be like, "What's wrong with you guys?" And I'd be like, like "Crip walk? Is that what he was doing?" No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't explain it. It's the type of house dance. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Like the movie. All right. Guys. Yeah, like the movie or the show. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do like the Batman Beyond dance when I'm listening to some Labouche. Oh, dude, the fucking repetitive. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. You can't see it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, so the Enterprise D <laughs> pick up a distress call in the middle of nowhere in space, and it turns out to be from the USS Janolan, a ship that's been missing for 75 years. Oh, God. Kelsey Grammer's on it, isn't he? Oh, God. He's in the next episode. <laughs> oh, that's the next one. That's a good one. It's the next TNG one we're doing. The next one we're doing doing is Deep Space Nine. Which Who's the guest star in that one? Uh, Yo Mama. Oh, it's... Uh... I know who it is. I don't want to. I'll just. I'll keep it a secret. It's so a secret. I in. also know who it is, yeah, but I'm just keeping it a secret because it's cooler that way. Streetwalking cheetah with a heart full of napalm. <laughs> so the Enterprise goes to investigate the signal, um, but there's this gigantic gravitational field that just like slaps the ship around like a fucking bitch, and everybody's yeah. like, "Whoa, what is that?" It's like that gif of that kid who's like, "Whoa, you know the one I'm talking about." Do I? <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. Um, I'll believe you. <laughs> but they find uh, they find the standard circle tool item from Blender in space. <laughs> but it's huge. It's two-thirds of the Earth's orbit di- orbital diameter around the sun. That's how fucking big this thing is. Yeah, that would be a problem if you didn't know it was there, huh? Yeah, you just ram the fuck into that. Like, I guess they don't travel, like, that closely to stars normally at at warp. That would be very, that'd be a poor decision, I imagine. But if you did, fuck, man, you would fuck that shit up. (laughs) The, um, 
they're like trying to figure out what this could possibly be, and Captain Picard is like, could this be a Dyson sphere? Question mark? And then Riker's like, I only know about trombones. What's a Dyson sphere? <laughs> he says that. It's weird. He's fucking played by a Welcome Back Cotter character in that He's scene. Like, oh no! Up your nose with the rubber hose. I only know about trombones, Captain. <laughs> Uh, he's Captain Picard is literally like, I can't believe you haven't heard of a Dyson Sphere, you dumb bastard. Like, he says it like that, but he really says, like, I'm not surprised that you don't know. But it sounds like he's saying it like, how do you not know what a Dyson yeah. Sphere is? He's like, he straight up basically just calls Riker a dumb bastard. <laughs> fucking bimbo right to his face you don't remember obscure 20th century theoretical uh space objects <laughs> he's like the physicist freeman dyson i'm sure we all know this being he's uh, real he's a real man being yep. classically trained scientific physicists as we all are yep yep uh as opposed to non-scientific physicists i guess yeah. <laughs> physics of the heart jeff he's fucking armchair physicists <laughs> monday morning physicists uh, Freeman Dyson explained that a hollow sphere built around a star could harness that star's radiant energy and people could live on the inside of the surface and yeah. have theoretically inexhaustible power source. That's a was a type 2 civilization, right? There's like the types of civilizations. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm, that's, I only know trombones. That's come on, Riker. <laughs> type type three, I think, is the harnessing an entire galaxy's energy, Jesus. which is like fucking insane. I guess the problem becomes like, uh, what about like sunspots? Y- yeah, the problem becomes like uh, when the sun Boy, goes hot, right? Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's real hot in here. Ah, oh, you would be. It's the Goldilocks zone, right? They sure. just like build it out. Sure. Remember a couple of years ago when they thought they found a Dyson sphere? Do you remember this? I do remember that. Actually. And they were like, no, it's just like rocks. It's like, what? Like, are we sure? <laughs> That's the we- thing. I just love that they're like looking through telescopes like, oh my fuck, it's a Dyson sphere. Nah, it's just rocks again, there's, everybody. There's scientists <laughs> who are like, oh my god, there's like a structure around this star. It's fucking huge. And then they're like, no, it's just rocks. All right. It's just rocks. I the guess. aliens fucking called us up, and they were like, don't fucking tell people about yeah. our Dyson sphere, That's you asshole. That's where we get all our sweet energy from, you dicks. We're totally going to invade your planet with our endless supply of energy if you don't Just stop kidding. It. It's rocks. Don't worry about Ice it. Look rocks. over it's here. <laughs> the, uh, so, like, this theoretical Dyson Sphere, probably, like, even in this time period, the most astounding oh my scientific God. find uh, in the history of mankind. Yeah, that would be pretty uh yeah even even for star trek they'd be like holy fuck like what (laughs) how do you make this they're pretty shocked about it like the thing is so large that um it's like interfering with sensors and that's why nothing could pick it up until they had like left warp near it yeah they kind of hand wave it away like they're like well they can't look inside because the gravity or something i don't know whatever (laughs) sounds good sounds like it's a mystery i don't know I guess, like, the point I was trying to make, I was going to wait until later to circle back to it, but, like, fuck it, it's my podcast. Um, Hell yeah. (laughs) Why don't they care more about this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't... They kind of just, like, are just like, oh, well, it's like, we see lots of crazy shit on this show. (laughs) It's season six, maybe they're like, oh, it's pretty cool. They're like, let's, uh... 
you know, study this or whatever. But at the end, they're yeah. just like, all right, let's piss off. Well, Jeff, welcome to uh, Star Trek Online Corner with Josh Henderson. In the game, in the game, you you deal with this this very sphere, and there's a whole storyline about it, and like what happens inside of it, and like what's going on. It's pretty cool. What happens? I can't tell you. Go play the game. It's uh, really no, complicated. Tell me what happens. Uh, you kind of like fight. You the really ball. gave into that so fast. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't tell you. Okay. Anyway, if we're not here to talk about Star Trek, what are we doing? Yes. <laughs> Uh, you go in and there's like uh, different factions like vying for the sphere and you like kind of like have to like fight for the sphere and it turns out that the sphere also has a gateway in it that leads to like another sphere that you go to and it's, it's it's just crazy it's just a crazy nuts the vaud vaudoir are involved I believe do they do they reveal who made the sphere yes is it the Ionians the Iconians Iconians yes did did they is there anything in Star Trek history that they didn't cause? Uh, not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Iconians. The, the Iconians dicks. did everything. It's like the Star Trek Online people like st- kept running into these things where like, okay, people want to know what caused this. Yeah. And they were just like, let's just make a race of people who did all of it so we don't have to keep coming up with this it's cool because there's only three of them left which makes them kind of like sith like like they're kind of evil right oh so there's only three of them and they're like super powerful because they're old as fuck they're like hundred thousand years old right like and like they're just like all fucked up from like like all this weird shit happens you go back in time to their home planet and like you save them which makes them kind of realize, like, oh, like, you are the others. Because they're very, like, xenophobic. Mm. So it's pretty cool. But you should play it. If not... <laughs> <laughs> I can sit here all day and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but... well, maybe that would be, like, a good extra thing for you to, like, tell me about Star Trek Online. and we Yeah, can ask me it. a question. You want to talk about Ryza and how many bathing suits you can wear? A lot. It's a lot. Oh shit! That's the first thing we're gonna talk about. I think you want your titties out. You got it. <laughs> Whoa! In Star Trek? No, there's no real. But there's bikinis and shit like yeah. '90s ass bikinis. Well, I mean, you see '90s. You see like in the first episode on Rise, you see just asses hanging everywhere. Yeah. What's her name? Kathy Ireland, not Kathy Ireland. Yeah, butts hanging out. So the Enterprise locates the crash Janolan. It's on the surface of the sphere. The weird thing about it is the 75-year-old <laughs> ship still has systems operating on it. Like, yeah. life support is still on. Yeah, and the transporter is, like, on. But they go. They don't know that yet, right? But they, no. they're, like, there's shit on the ship that's on. And they're, like, that's not normal. This ship is 75 years old. It should have, de- like, deteriorated to the point where it can't keep systems on anymore. Yeah, it's like a little, kind of like a little weird shuttle. like Kind of like a runabout, but like bigger, maybe? A little bit bigger? It's like a, it's like an upgraded version of like a TOS shuttle. Yeah. It, it looks like a middle ground between like a TOS shuttle and like a shuttle from, like a runabout. It's like a middle yeah. ground between them. I I, I think it's a little, like, I don't know, scale is hard in this show because like, 
they're not really good about scale. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, we were talking uh, not that long ago in this episode about the fact that the... Um, were, were we recording when we talked about this? I don't know. I don't remember. But the, the set inside the Janola yes. was so small that the camera was literally at the edges of the set. It could not yeah. move past them. It's just, like, locked in place. So I'm guessing the Janola was pretty fucking small. Maybe the bridge is just small. Could I be. don't know. Um, but they beam on over. It's it's Lieutenant Worf and Jordy and Riker, and they like beam on over. And uh, Jordy discovers the like transporters have been like jury rigged, like heavily. Yeah, they're, they're just like, cycling through like the transport cycle, but they're not. Yeah. Like material, like rematerializing the pattern. Yeah, they like the pattern buffers have been locked. Yeah, which like they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's in like diagnostic mode, is what it yeah. is. Yeah, and they're like, well, why would you do that? What purpose could that possibly solve? And before Riker even finishes his thought, Jordy's like, whoa, somebody's still in there. Yeah, and. The the pattern has suffered almost no degradation. Point zero zero three percent degradation or something. Which uh, I, I that would don't matter. know. It seems like I it would, would matter. matter. <laughs> yeah. What if that's like the part of your brain where you like your wife is stored, right? Hopefully, like, it's like the fucking nope. appendix or whatever, right? <laughs> like maybe it's the like a appendix and like a. I don't know, uh, gallbladder, like other random like, things. Yeah, just a tiny Wisdom piece. piece. <laughs> um, or it could be like you know your skin he's like Riker's like how could somebody survive in there for 75 years which is a good question but we don't really get an answer man it must be you You would they kind of skip over like the psychological trauma that would probably happen if you were stuck inside of a basically purgatory for fucking 75 years it's true because this is this episode is after the episode where Barkley sees yes. the creatures inside the pattern buffer yeah so it begs the question like was Barkley only conscious inside the pattern buffer for like a second to see them or it's the whole question like are if you, you if you would have continued cycling in the pattern buffer would you have been awake and cognizant the entire time I would assume you wouldn't be, but yes. But like, I, you, they also in Star Trek talk about how you it feels like you're in two places at once. That sounds right? horrible. Which sounds fucking crazy. I don't know. I kind of with bones on this one. I don't want to use that shit. I would. I'm not gonna be the first one in line for no. it, but I will be like the one thousandth guy in line. One billionth for it. customer. <laughs> Yeah, it would I'll, be. I'll take be my cool. trip down to the surface and my blender, Thank dude. Every you. time, every time I got out of it, and if I was like with somebody, I'd, I'd get out and be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> every time, <laughs> and they'd be so mad at me. Like it was like my wife or something. They'd be like, "Fuck you." Then and I'd probably. Then it would actually happen. It'd be a boy who cried wolf situation. Right. No right. one believe you. Yeah. It'd be a fun episode of Star Trek. Like it a would prankster, be. like a practical Joker, gets fucked over. And they, like, don't believe him, and, like, there's, like, a whole plot where, like, they're, like, is he just, like, depressed? Or, you know, they have to think of all the reasons he would do this. Yeah, is he just, like, desperate for attention? Is that why this is happening? Is he just a baby? (laughs) Scotty, 
appears on the transporter pad, and they uh, use the the sound. It's the old the old it's, transporter. It's very sound. very nostalgic. Uh-huh. Uh, at the time, I'm sure it was extremely nostalgic because you couldn't just watch TOS whenever. You could only watch it when it was on TV, and it hadn't been on TV for quite a long time. Yeah, that was probably an Easter egg for like the OG fans for sure. And this is like, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. There's uh, people always talk about there being a barrier to entry with Star Trek that's yeah. like much higher than a lot of other series. Uh-huh. And I think like I always think like well that doesn't make any sense because you have like all of human knowledge at your fingertips and you can watch anything with Star Trek. Right. You can watch it from the very beginning. But that's not how it was at that point. Not you at imagine. That point. If you'd only watch TNG and this guy shows up and everybody starts talking about how great he is. Well, that's that's what I did back in the day. Like, I remember when this was on and I was like, and I, but I knew Scotty from the movies because I had seen the films. Uh, right? I'd already watched TNG a lot by that point. Oh, TOS you already watched? TOS, yeah. Yeah, I mean. yeah you watched TOS like like a lot. I, I knew him from the films, and, and it, which works because like. He's Scotty from the films, right? Yes. Like he's wearing that uniform and shit. So I was like, oh, it's the guy from the movies. <laughs> you know? I, guess I knew that he was in TOS. experience, actually. Like, it's yeah. the guy from the movies. Yeah. The so dumb dumb who conks his head. <laughs> Remember when he does that? Yeah. Remember really? when he's, like, dating Ohura for some reason? Yeah, in one movie. And then <laughs> it's just never mentioned again. It's so fucking bizarre. I don't know. It's like, out of all the people on the ship that could have hooked up with Uhura, I yeah. never imagined it would be Scotty. Do they even have any scenes together? Yeah, it's not, that's what I mean. It's not bizarre because, like, of any other reason other than, like, do they even, like, know each other? <laughs> like, like, Uhura and Sulu spend, like, a shit ton of yeah. time around each other. Yeah. And, like, I don't, like... There's different, like, like tiers, to, right? Like, there's the, the, the younger officers think like Uhura and Sulu check off like they are hanging around together more yeah. right and then yeah. there's like the older guys like Kirk and Spock and Bones and Scotty's in that group sort of because he's yeah, a commander he does, hang out, he does hang out with them a lot more than the anybody yeah. else yeah and it's that's for sure true and I mean like it would make more sense for her and check off even because at least they went on adventures together in the right. other movies yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. They were James Doohan was like, I never got to fucking kiss anybody on this show, <laughs> and I want to kiss the most beautiful woman on earth. <laughs> He's fucking. He chakotayed them. He Robert Beltran <laughs> them. Yeah, he wanted to make out with seven. Um. Scott steps off the pad, and he's like, hey, thanks for bringing me back from the dead. Uh, I need to get Ensign Franklin out of the phase inducer. <laughs> Poor Franklin. Uh, Franklin's pattern has degraded by 53%. So what do you do with that, then? <laughs> uh, you just shut it off. <laughs> like, where does that go? Like, where does that energy go? I don't know. It's like... You just recycle it back into the warp core? Like, what the is fuck he already dead? Is the question. I mean, I'm sure, right? Like, that's a lot. I would assume he's not alive. God, that's like a fucking. Uh, it's a mind trip, man. That's like the boat reconstruction. Yeah. Thing. Like, is it the same boat? Yeah. It's not really. It's the opposite. But like, <laughs> you think it is? He's he's trapped in the pattern buffer. So he's not conscious. 
He's in the pattern buffer. His pattern degrades by 53%. Is he dead? Yeah, what's the medical percentage of a de- degraded pattern that classifies you as dead? Because if you 75%? get, like, your lower half cut off... Yeah, you could still live. You could still live. Like, you, you've lost 53% of your body. Right. That's, like, a very literal 53%, but you're yeah, right. Like You don't know what this 53% is. It's I'm like, sure the it's computer It's for sure knows, got though. some of your organs in there. There's no way around it. I'm sure the computer knows, though, right? It would have to. Cause well, it, it, not this one, because it's, like, super jury-rigged. So, yeah, like, there'd it, probably be no way to actually tell. Could you just look and see? Like, what am I going to, like... Rematerialize if I push that button. Like, what's gonna show up? <laughs> what I what I don't want to rematerialize is just a bunch of organs and bones and shit. <laughs> like that thing from the the uh, first movie where did they just oh, like God. beam that blob on board or whatever? Ugh, my God! And it's like <laughs> screaming. It's like and it's like Jesus fuck. This is it's horrifying. Horrific. That would fucking ruin my life. I'd be like, Kirk, nope. Kirk just looks right at it and goes, My God, my God. <laughs> but uh they introduced themselves to scotty and uh he's like oh i bet jim kirk brought the enterprise here out of mothballs just to get me and riker's like <laughs> what? oh i don't want to tell him Ooh. he pulls on his collar Ooh. Yeah. um but he's like no nah, um like a lot has changed since you were gone or whatever and Worf comes in I love this Scotty's like instantly like what the fuck he's like fucking shocked this is like a really good job that he does and he's like uh, this is Lieutenant Worf and he's like Lieutenant? Lieutenant? (laughs) he's like I must have been out for a very long time (laughs) Which is kind of, like, doesn't make that much sense, because, like, at the end, of, like he lived in a world where Klingons weren't, our en- like, our enemies. I'm saying, like, we're Starfleet, right? We like, are Starfleet. Yeah. Like, they're not our enemies at that point, so... No, we made peace know. with them in six. But I guess, like, that is a giant leap for him, right? Like, seeing yeah. one be in Starfleet is a bigger deal than... Is, is Worf is the, canonically, the first Klingon in Starfleet, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Spock is not canonically the first uh, Vulcan in Starfleet. No, I they would never ass- actually say that. In no, all of Star I would Trek. assume T'Pol is probably. Yeah, I assume that there were plenty of Vulcans in Starfleet before yeah, Spock yeah. joined. Yeah, right when the Federation is founded, I'm sure that there's a whole influx of all all the four major ones, the first yeah. four, right? Like. It's just Humans. weird that you never see any fucking Tellarites in anything. But I know, whatever. it's so strange. I guess they don't want to put on that pig makeup. Like, even in Discovery, the only Tellarites you ever see are in, like, mirror universes, or they're, like, free agents. Why are they not in Starfleet? I don't know. They're supposedly, like, super good at engineering, so I yeah. don't know why there aren't just, like, engineered Tellarites. Like, why? I don't get it. Like, anytime. Uh, I'm writing just little fucking Star Trek fan fiction in my head that the yeah. uh, chief engineer is always a Tellarite in my head. It would rule because he could be like a bones for engineering, right? Yeah. Like just a grumpy ass pig man who's like just insulting, insulting you all the time. That'd be great. That's a great character. It's just a missed opportunity for the show. Yeah. I don't get it. I would love that so much. Yeah. 
But uh, they transport back to the Enterprise, and um, Riker's like, Scotty, you should go to sickbay. But like, um, I'm fine. I only yanked it off too much in the transporter. <laughs> you could <laughs> do that? I mean, why not? Who's to say? When I'm writing Star Trek in my head, I'm yanking it off in this transporter. <laughs> fucking Franklin was gone from the beginning. The 53% of another person was all the jizz. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of jizz. It just materializes in the air and goes <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and then Riker goes, my God. <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, like, because Scotty was an engineer, like, Riker sort of uh, assigns Jordy to, like, yeah. go, along, go around with him. You kind of get the feeling, like, immediately, like, nobody really has time for this, right? No. Like, not like they're not being just, rude. like, fucking this, like, unfrozen caveman that they brought back to the yeah. ship and nobody's interested. <laughs> fucking Encino Man is here, but nobody cares because they got shit to do, right? I guess, yeah. like. They're trying they just, to figure out the Dyson sphere. Yeah, they gotta find out what this is, and and you you get the sense that like Picard really does care, but he's just very busy. Like he's like, yeah, I he's really need captain. to go do deal with this, right? Um, we we get a little bit of uh, Star Trek in universe lore about duotronic enhancers being replaced with isolinear chips. Yeah, and he almost touches it, which is like stupid as fuck. Yeah, don't touch that. It's Let me attached, open up this. It's attached to a fucking power source, dude. <laughs> Let me go to open this circuit breaker and just like put my hand in there and see what's going on. It would be it would be like somebody from the 1950s is trying to <laughs> who like worked on ENIAC is trying to like <laughs> fix a computer today. It's interesting the like because um, I mean I'm assuming like microchips like. In TOS, they had, like, still probably microchips were being used for certain things. And now there's, like, super microchips. They're, like, crystals, right? They're, yeah. like, fucking, like, quantum fucking computers. Kryptonian technology. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all crystals. It's fucking, like, like, literally, like, quantum physical computers where it's just, like, infinite computing power. Because, like, the ship is just, like, a giant fucking computer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so, I mean, it must so, be fascinating for him, but, you know, he's an old man. It must be fascinating. He he really, he mentions later that he has to start acting his age, which is yeah. sort of a strange twist on it. Like, he needs to start acting like he's been in stasis for 75 yeah, years. Yeah, he, he needs to stop, like, rolling with this and be like, oh, I was actually dead for 75 years. Yeah, like, I don't understand how any of this works, yeah. and I need to accept that, but... I love it when he gets the quarters. That's the best. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, <laughs> but we learn a little bit about what happened to the Janolan, that they were headed to the Norpin Colony, which is apparently Florida in space. Sounds like it. It sounds horrible. Uh, they had a warp engine failure, and when they dropped out of warp, they discovered the Dyson Sphere, and uh, they crash-landed afterwards. On the surface. They have a little bit of a, um, a a chit-chat about how crazy cool it is that the Dyson Sphere exists. Yeah, they're all geeking out about, like, engineering nerd shit, right? Can you imagine how they made it? Like, the, like Scotty yeah. knows. He's like, I don't understand how this is a possibility. It's just crazy. And Jordy kind of fanboys a little bit over Scotty using the transporter to yeah, save himself. Yeah, how did himself? you think to do that? Yeah, he's like... Because I'm the guy from the show. 
And Scotty does the same thing that every old man does, where he's like, yeah, but somebody else died, so... Yeah, not so lucky for Franklin, I think. And it's like, well, great, now I look like a dickhead. Yeah, I'm gonna die soon, Jordy. You better get my will in your name. (laughs) Um, But Jordy's like, I think you're gonna like the 24th century and all the advances we've made. Yeah, wait till you uh, find the sex deck. He's like, wait till you get to the fuck deck. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doctor Crusher's in this episode, and yeah, she, she's got some lines. She fixes up his arm, gives says he's good to go or whatever. And Scotty's like, yeah, the the doctors on your ship are so much more fuckable. Yeah, they're hotter, and I <laughs> like sucking Bones's dick, so that's a compliment. <laughs> and. Dr. Crusher's like, uh uh-huh, thanks. Ladies. <laughs> Over here now. Uh, it's not really that bad, but no, it's, it's, it's right. very... It's a comedy podcast, folks. Um, <laughs> but uh, Scotty reveals that he was not on the Janolan as a passenger. He was going to Nor- the Norpin colony to retire. He just retired from Starfleet. Yeah, he wasn't, like, in command of it. Because he's, ca- he's a captain at this point, so he's, like, yeah. hitching a ride to the Norplant colony. <laughs> you mentioned before we started recording that Norpin sounds like a, uh, like a pill. It's like a take. prescription drug, yeah, like Norpin. Ask your doctor what Norpin can do for you. Like, what do is not dip? take Norpin if you're allergic to Norpin. How am I supposed to fucking know that? How do I know? Yeah, <laughs> How am I going to know that? Uh, Crusher makes him go get some bed rest, though. And he's like, I got nothing to do otherwise, so I guess. Yeah, he wants to go down to engineering. He like kind of self-invites himself down to engineering. And Jordy's like, uh, look, I, like, I would love the, to give you a tour. but The I'm quarter very scene busy. that you love so much happens first. Oh, it does? That happens first? I thought yeah. he... He's in sick bay though, and, and she's like, yeah, "No, goes, you gotta, you gotta lay down, buddy." And he's he does. He goes back to his quarters, but then like he, uh, Ensign Kane is like, "Sure, Grandpa. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, I'm a, a child. <laughs> I'm a young boy, Ensign Young Boy, Ensign Young Boy. I gotta go fucking to the half pipe in the holiday, <laughs> full on Tony Hawk. It. Yeah, so. my rollerblading hockey team is practicing in the holodeck. <laughs> I gotta go." And Scotty's like, this is a goddamn mansion. He's like, this is the biggest quarters I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like four times the size of Kirk's captain's quarters. It's huge. And he's like, oh, when I was in Starfleet, we were we were going to, what did you say, Cunnilingus 9? Yeah, he tells <laughs> some fuck-ass story about some bullshit. And Ensign Kane is like, uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm. okay. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, this reminds me of Argelius too. But when yeah. I got there, I got into a wee bit of trouble. And yeah. Kane's like, okay, I gotta go. He's got shit to do. Everyone's busy, man. It's a busy-ass ship. And <laughs> Scotty's left alone in his quarters. And he no one wants to listen to, to his... To. He doesn't yeah. have a friend anymore. All of his friends are super dead except Spock, who they don't tell him about. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> I guess it's top secret, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, it's top secret from the guy who just, was his friend and was lost for 75 years. I, they wouldn't tell him. They'd be like, I don't know. They would totally keep that a secret. Spock's The fact that Spock's alive isn't a secret, though. The fact that he's on Romulus is a secret. Yeah, I guess that they just kind of maybe assume that, like, we best not tell him because he's not going to be able to go get him. Right? He's not going to be able to talk to him. 
Maybe. That's such a fucking messed up thing. Like, if I wake up 75 years in the future and you're still alive and no one tells me, I would be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I would be pissed too. I'd be like, look, I've just been hanging out on Romulus pretending to be a Romulan, eating their shitty soup. The <laughs> disgusting soup. What's in this? Spite? Was it spite soup? <laughs> Give me some fucking plow meat. This just got too much flavor. Give me some of that dishwater soup. <laughs> plow meat broth. Uh, More like blow me broth. I uh, got him. Take that shit, Spock. Suck it, Vulcan. <laughs> Dead bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scotty shows up in engineering and uh dude he's opening up him. all the shit he opens up the crystal chamber and he's like do you know your crystals are going to fracture and it's like fuck you dude you can't just open up the crystal chamber like you didn't you wouldn't do that on somebody's ship back in the day who wasn't yours why are you doing it here that's like going to someone's house open up their medicine cabinet and like you yelling we got norpin in here <laughs> what are you taking norpin for are you allergic to norpin <laughs> Like, that's so fucking rude. Yeah, they try and stop him. Like, Lieutenant Bartell is like, you can't be here. It's all... She tries to, like, be nice about it to begin with. She's like, can I help you? Yeah. She's like, you can't be here. Right. This is, like, a very serious part of the ship. And, like... Yeah. Maybe the most serious part of the ship. They got, like, a literal fucking antimatter bomb running the ship, right? Like... And he's if just shit opening goes, shit up. Yeah. Shit goes south. It's like, that's it. We're fucked. We're fucking dead. So he keeps, Jordy keeps walking around, like, fixing his messes. <laughs> Dude. Dude, it's crazy. And he's like, I was running chips when your grandpappy was a twinkle in your great-grandpappy's wiener eye. <laughs> his one-eyed wiener eye. And let me help. And Jordy's like, okay... Yeah, so like, they, they he tries to help, but uh, nah, not no. happening. Back on back on the bridge, uh, they they shoot out some probes, uh, which I guess don't matter to the rest of the episode. They don't really reference them again. Yeah, you never really find out. I don't even remember that part, honestly. So I don't like, think it matters. Cause I feel like, like there has to be like a section of this episode cut out where they find... Because I remember distinctly, like my brain filling in the gaps, I remember that they find out that there's no life on the inside of the Dyson Sphere, but they never actually do. They do when they're inside of it. Do they? I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember they them do. saying that they don't. They can't find any life signs where they're at, but that doesn't mean that there isn't any elsewhere. When they get inside, they're like, oh, okay, here's what's going on, because the star is all fucky, and they're oh, like, that's yeah, why yeah. they abandoned it. They're like, because right. it's all fucked up. You're right, dog. <laughs> um, uh, again, Scott is uh, being... Scotty's being like a fucking bugaboo. <laughs> He's like, how long did you tell him it was going to take? And he's like, an hour. And he's like, how long is it really going to take? <laughs> I love this, though. And Jordy's like, an, an hour. hour. <laughs> and he's like, that's not how you get a reputation as a miracle worker. <laughs> you always tell him it'll take more time than it actually will. It's so fucking, like ridiculous, right? You straight like, up lie to your captain all the time. Like, that's, that's like... It's court-martialable, I believe. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. 
Majority's like, look, I tried to be nice. I tried to be yeah. polite. You need to get the fuck up out of here. He's like, and stop messing me up. It's funny because it's like the whole thing where it's like, oh, they're more similar than they're different, right? Yep. Like, that's why they, they're annoyed with each other. And Scotty, like, goes off on him. Like, oh, he's, he's pissed. so mad. Yeah. And he storms out and he says, shove your warp core crystals up your ass and let them regenerate. Yeah, reformat your crystals up your pee hole, you dick. Jesus. <laughs> um, Scotty does what Scotty does best and goes to 10 forward for a drink. Yeah. Uh, but he thinks uh, Synthahol is disgusting. Yeah, he pulls the same fucking line. He's like, I was drinking scotch before your grandpappy was fucking scotch or whatever the fuck he says, right? <laughs> and the bartender's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the weird thing is, like, there are all these people who are sort of connoisseurs of different types of, like, booze yeah. who don't turn their nose up at Synthahol. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine it's just, like, a, how the how it's programmed, right? Like, sure. How is the replicator programmed to make the scotch taste? Like, I'm sure like he could make a scotch synthahol that would be better. But yeah, because I mean, like O'Brien drinks scotch synthahol, but he also drinks scotch. Yeah, they, he drinks the real shit. The real shit's um, the problem because you can't cure the hangover. Yeah, which becomes a problem for Scotty later. Yeah, yeah. But um, Data's there because Data has to interact with every guest character because he's Data. We you all have to. It's yeah. He comes over and he's like, uh, he explains Synthahol and Scotty is disgusted. Yeah. What do you mean a booze that doesn't fuck you up? Yeah, I want what? that real fucking liver ass killing shit, man. Um, he pull, Data does a great bit that I love where he pulls like a bottle of neon green ass booze out. <laughs> Ecto cooler. And he keeps like sniffing it and like, He's like it's trying. It is. It is green. It is. <laughs> it is green. <laughs> and he pours it and Scotty likes it. He, hey, Mikey, he likes, he likes it. it. Yeah, it's weird that Data doesn't know what it is though, right? Like. Data knows, like, yeah. everything. I guess he just doesn't have that programmed into his systems or whatever. Maybe. Because it's just all the barren whiskey. All, yeah, so yeah. Which, which is yeah. weird that it's called whiskey. Like, <laughs> I guess it's more like whiskey than... Right? Like, it's just translated to whiskey? I don't know. Probably, sure. How do they make whiskey? With rye it's or all, whatever? It's all the barren Gleeglorp. <laughs> <laughs> That's the alternative, I guess, is to give it some dumb name. Yeah, it would sound right, yeah. Uh, speaking of dumb names, M-Class Podcast is going to take a break and be right back <laughs> after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, everybody, come outside. Everybody ready for a wild, wet ride? Slip, slip and slide. You can put it on your lawn. Turn the water on, then you run, 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 and you slide on your top. Slip. Slip and slide comes with plastic slide and fasteners from Whammo. Back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're just talking about relics. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm a relic. 
Oh, oh. So um, Scotty gets fucking blitzed on green. He gets greened. He uh, he pushes past that Sunny D and gets that green stuff. <laughs> now I gotta put that commercial. In. <laughs> uh, the way it's, this is normally edited, I can only imagine that like you're going to put the commercial in and then go ahead and play the rest of the episode and be like, "Fuck!" and it's like a diff wrong commercial. No, I'm gonna remember. I'm pretty good at remembering. Uh, I said Legos and then Sunny D. I'll remember that when I edit it. <laughs> uh, he was he was told about the holodeck by Data, and he shows up and he like uses the computer entirely wrong, even though the computer works the same way as it always did. Yeah, I'm not sure why he's having trouble with this. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like, show me my ship, and the, sh- yeah. the computer's like, what? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Who are you? Excuse me, you drunk bastard. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have a comm badge on. I don't know who you are. He's got a comm badge by this point. I didn't know. Oh, did that. they give him one? But he does. Um, but he's like, I want to see the bridge of the Enterprise. And, he, you know, five fucking ships have been called Enterprise. Yeah. The original A, B, C, and the yeah, D. Yeah, he's like NCC 1701. Oh, no one. bloody A, B, C, yeah. or D. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to go on the C. We all know what happened to that one. Oh, and the B is captained by fucking Cameron from Ferris Bueller. So <laughs> he crashes that thing through the garage. Oh no, his dad's gonna find out. His admiral dad <laughs> is gonna find out. Dadmiral. Oh damn, that's a good shirt. Dadmiral. <laughs> Dadmiral. Yeah. World's best dadmiral. That'd be great. <laughs> um. Scotty walks into a green screen of the Enterprise bridge for seemingly no reason because they do have it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess they couldn't they, do that angle of it or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. And they probably wanted to match it up with the later when they when he turns it off. It's green screen. Yeah, it's probably why. To be and yeah, it, you're probably right. And it they probably did that on the same day, and then it probably also looked. Like you said, like from that angle, it looked better. He um, he pouts for a little while. <laughs> yeah, he's upset because like they don't make him like this anymore, right? And uh, Picard shows up, and they have a drink together. And Picard's uh, he's like, "Be careful, it's very strong." And Picard like downs it in one drink, he slams it. He's like, "Aldebaran whiskey," and he's like, "Oh, yeah." Who do you think gave it to Guinan? Yeah, and Scotty instantly. Like, thinks he's cool. He, like, respects him because he did a man thing. Yeah. That's how men act. He did a man thing. But Picard is smart here because, like, all Scotty wants is just someone to talk to. Yeah. And, like, I think he knows that. And there's sort of, like, a camaraderie. Like, they're, like, again, they're very similar. Like, Picard's very, like, lone wolf, right? Yeah. He he doesn't make friends with his crew until, like, the very last episode. Yeah. And, like,. I don't know, like, I think he sees that in Scotty, like, Scotty's very, like, sociable, and he needs, like, people and friends, and nobody's giving that to him, because kind of everyone on this ship right now is kind of like a young whippersnapper dickhead, right? Yeah. Like, fucking millennials, right? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck are they doing? Why aren't they listening to my bullshit? And it's like, well, because you're kind of boring. <laughs> I, I was, I stumbled on an old episode, older episode of Continue, uh, yeah. Not long ago, 
Did Nick ever accept that he's a millennial? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because it's like 1981 to like 94 or something is a millennial. Yeah, 81 to 94, yeah. We're we're like really early on millennials, but yeah. we're definitely millennials. Like, I, I mean, I think... Like I am for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm 86. Yeah. I'm definitely a millennial. Yeah, we're yeah. You're right in the middle. You're like right there. Um, I just, why I, didn't he accept that he was? Was he saying he wasn't he, one? He or was said he, he wasn't one. He called himself oh. like the in between generation, like between between Gen yeah. X and millennial. That isn't my a thing. Co- <laughs> my cousin's wife says that, and she's 81, and I'm like, nah, you're like. You're like millennial, like yeah. you are. I know some people who were born in eighty who call themselves millennials, and that's not true. You're a Gen X. That's Gen X. But um, yeah, eighty-one onward is millennial. Uh, it means yeah, that you, you would like, be co- becoming an adult around the, the millennium. Yes. Yep. Um. So on Star Trek. <laughs> uh, Picard and Scotty sort of reminisce over the first ships that they ever served on as like the the things that they really wanted to be like a chief engineer and a captain yeah. Picard reminisces about the Stargazer even though we all know how that one turned out yeah it's a big piece of shit and uh, also it blowed up um, yeah Whoops. and I guess the Enterprise also blowed up the original one so <laughs> Yeah. It's more and about the, what the it was D. like on it. And the D crashes. It's yeah. like, bye, see you later. And they they have this this sort of um like really sort of lovely little conversation about like how you you have your first love and you never love quite the same way again. It's it's about the shows. They're yeah. talking about the shows. Absolutely. Right? Scotty is talking about TOS. In the form of the ship, the Enterprise, the first Enterprise, yeah. and then, you know, you're, we're supposed to be like, oh, he really, he really feels at a place in this new world. Is there a place for Scotty in new Star Trek? Right? Like, this is what shows used to do. This is how smart TO, TNG was. Oh yeah, where they were like, here's how we're gonna like bridge the gap between these things. Like, like we're just gonna do it, <laughs> and we're not gonna. Like, like, Discovery just be like, it's new, fuck it, nothing matters. <laughs> I feel like this episode was created to address a fan problem. This is pure conjecture. Yeah. I have no proof about this. But this is season six. It's fairly late to be doing, like, a bridging the gap thing at this well, point. Well, they were already... So, you said Ronald D. Moore wrote this one, right? Mm-hmm. They're already, uh, I believe, beginning to think about the films. And how are we going to bridge the film g- gap, too? Because Generations happens, like, right after this, That's right? That's true. 94. That's true. And Ronald D. Moore wrote Generations. So I think he's already being like, how do we um, make these two things gel together, right? There's, like, there's a, a there's a, a f- I'm sure there was a fan problem at the time that TNG was getting too far away from TOS at this point because TNG really gets its own identity and stops trying to like do modern TOS around season three and it just gets stronger and stronger as it goes along to the point where I feel like maybe a lot of older fans felt alienated 
at that point. Yeah, I think that there's that you're there's something to that and I think you're right. I also think that Roddenberry dies like like he's dead at this point, I believe. Yeah, he died he died before season 3. So I think they're they're beginning to think like that these people aren't going to be around forever. And they're, like they're like we need to integrate them into the show because to not do that would be a crime. Yes. So they're, they're like they're creating. I guess at this point they're they're creating like a a legacy themselves. Yes, yes, and they want these characters and these actors to be in Star Trek like one more time, right? Like, like we see Scotty again in the movie. He's back for the the first part, like the opening scene of the of Generations, mm-hmm. and you know, so like, I don't know, like I think they're already kind of like cementing that like this is how the universe is gonna like work together and like there is a place for both of these things like you don't have to like you said like fans don't have to like resent one or the other because they're they're the same universe and it's really fucking smart really it is it's it's incredibly smart and i maybe discovery was trying to do the same thing with like spock and maybe like that was their desire to try and bridge a gap but i don't think they really did it very well yeah yeah the intention i don't think is uh, the execution is is not the same as the intention, right? Like it it just doesn't play right. I, I don't know. It's a, I feel like a a problem inherent is that they're not using the same actors. It's not right. like a bringing back a fun character actor to do their character. Right. It's we need to get the character back in the show in so the that show. they know that we're Star Trek. Right. And if you don't have like Spock, like Leonard Nimoy is fucking Spock, right? Yes. And they don't even have Zachary Quinto be him, which would be like the next best thing, I would, I guess. Like, if you just had him play, like... That was a strange decision. I I have to think that it was because Zachary Quinto, like, turned them down. Probably didn't want to do it, yeah. Like, he's a movie guy now. He doesn't really want to do TV. I guess, but, like, what has he been doing? I don't know. He started out like, a hundred thousand movies come out a year. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, but, you know. Not anymore, but, yeah. At a certain point. They're all delayed till next year. There's gonna be like three hundred thousand movies next year. We're not gonna be done with this next year. Nah, we're gonna be vaccinated. We're getting vaccinated. That's true. The, they do have two vaccines that are like ninety four and ninety five percent. It's crazy. Which is like, and it turns out that like Dolly Parton put like a shit ton of money into <laughs> one of them, and that's how they yeah, got the it. Moderna so fast. One. The Moderna one is nuts. They're like ninety five percent. It's like fucking like measles level, dude. Dude, fucking like, Dolly Parton. You know who gets? True you know who gets the measles? Nobody. <laughs> Although measles are coming back thanks to right, people, people anti-vaxxing. They don't want their kids to get autism or whatever like, the fuck uh, happens. You, if you're and if you have any anti-vax leanings, you are a literal brain dead moron. So you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Look, I hate needles, man. I get it. But I got vaccinated for the flu this year because I'm yeah. not getting that fucking shit. Absolutely. That's just opening the doors for COVID at this point. Come like, on if in. I got COVID and the flu, I'd be like, toast. Yeah. Fucking dead. Here's here's the part of the episode. I love this episode. Here's the part of the episode that I take umbrage with. Ooh. That I'll take my umbrage. glove off and slap at the... <laughs> Picard says that you could check out some updated technical manuals and Scott says he's not 18 anymore and can't start out like a raw cadet. That's defeatist ass language. You're not a raw cadet. 
Yeah, like, you already know the everything about the basics. I, I guess the leap is so great, though. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It's like, Later in the episode, uh, Jordy talks about how like things haven't changed all that much comparatively to how things had changed before. So. Yeah, I well, guess it would be like kind of like my pop up learning how to use a computer. Like it would be fruitless, right? Like y- it wouldn't happen. And that guy is like electrical engineer and shit, right? Well, if your pop up learned how to use a computer, maybe he would get like a ton of like enjoyment. He and, might like rekindled I'm, happiness. There's tons of, of using porn. A computer. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Porn. Be great for Pop Pop. <laughs> but uh, he shuts down the holodeck and he fucking takes off. And he's yeah. like, I gotta start acting my age. And Picard is like, hmm. He has Jordy come into his ready room the next day and uh, he wants to do uh, like a computer core dump from the Janolan to um, the Enterprise because the Janolan would have a lot more information from their scan of the Dyson yeah, Sphere. Yeah, they scanned the Sphere more, I guess, yeah. or so- something. Remember when the Dyson Sphere was in the episode? It's back, Yeah, baby. remember when the most incredible <laughs> discovery in the 24th century happened? But Scotty's sad. Gotta make Scotty happy. <laughs> Just like every boomer on Earth. It's about me. Yeah. Um, Why aren't I happy? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Picard uh, requests Jordy to go along with Scotty to the Janolan. He's like, yeah, you don't... He's like, this is up to you, but I'm requesting you do this. And Jordy agrees, but he doesn't seem like he's really excited about it. Cause, I yeah, because he's been so annoyed with Scotty this yeah, whole time. He The last time he hung out with Scotty, they did yell at each other and then storm away. So yeah. this is going to be awkward. Awkward. But Jordy accepts. And um, as Jordy's leaving, Data's like, uh, we found a communications array in close proximity to our location, and it's transporting subspace signals. Yeah, let's go scan it. (laughs) And Jordy just fucks off. Like, he's not interested. Like, isn't that what you're, like checking for information guess, about this i guess he has his mission right and and data's got it so he's it's like true. whatever this happens a million times in tng is the thing yeah. like uh nobody ever stops and turns around and goes wait what they always just leave <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it's like the military i guess it's just like whatever i gotta go do this now can't be bothered i don't know but um, they they take a transporter, tra- they transport over to the Janolan, and the Enterprise fucks off to the other side of the Dyson Sphere. Yeah. And they open hailing frequencies to try to communicate with the communications array, but... 75 tractor beams shoot out of a it. A big, the space orifice, the V'ger orifice opens up. <laughs> And it tractor beams the Enterprise D into the hole. Into the hole. Deep into the hole. Get it? (laughs) Think about it. The Illuminati symbol. D stands for Denus. (laughs) My Denus! (laughs) Ow, my peener! The, uh, The tractor beams are, like, putting out a frequency that shuts the ship's core down. Yeah, it's not compatible, whatever the fuck that means. So, it doesn't shut the core down. 
I keep yawning because I slept for two hours. I apologize. Yay! They they uh, it shuts down the relays for warp and impulse drive, so the ship is completely dead in the water. Yeah, but it's falling toward the star because yep. the inertia of being towed yeah. in is just sending them directly into the star, which because it's space, and I there's no breaks. I don't know if you know this. Stars are extremely warm. They will not. Yeah, it'll kill you. That's not comfy to chill out in a star. I don't like it. It's too hot. Turn the my, air conditioning on. Now it's too cold. My pussy hurts. <laughs> I don't want to go learn how to use a computer. Yeah. You talking about Pop-Pop? What are you... Yeah. <laughs> fucking Pop-Pop. How fucking dare you talk about Pop-Pop that way? <laughs> Uh, on the Janolan, uh, they're just like Jordy is kind of like annoyed with Scotty still, but Scotty's like, ah, this old ship is a bunch of old garbage, crap, and it's old yeah. and shitty. And he knows, he knows that he's really feeling down on himself. Like Jordy yeah. senses it. Jordy tells him, you know, th- the basics of the technology haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's We're not your fault, Ronald D. Moore. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> He's listening. He's going to be pissed. He's with the NSA agents that are listening to this. <laughs> They're in a van outside your house listening on like a big headphones. They're like, I can't believe he just yawned. How unprofessional. This, we're going to arrest these guys. They're talking about <laughs> crazy shit earlier. Um, but uh, the transporters and the Janolan are basically identical to the Enterprise. Yeah. And... Um, He's like, you know, this ship would still be in service if it if it wasn't for all the structural damage. And Scott's like, this ship's an old piece of shit for old people, and it's garbage, and it's old. <laughs> Just like my stupid brain, fuck you. Just like my fucking old-ass body. <laughs> Is this when they find out that they can't find the Enterprise, or what? Like, I don't remember how that happens. Uh, they're just sort of, like, dicking around trying to find the, the log entries... And they sort of figure out a way to jury rig to get the uh, information. Yeah. And Jordy's like, oh, I can put this together back on the Enterprise. And he tries to hail, and there's absolutely no answer. And they're like, fuck, did it crash into the sphere? <laughs> yeah, they use the rudimentary sensor array that's still working to like figure out that the Enterprise is not there anymore. It's just gone. That would be so scary, dude. Yeah, no doubt. You're just on a derelict in the middle of nowhere now. With Scotty? With your grandpa? (laughs) Pop-Pop's here? Pop-Pop doesn't know how to use the computer. (laughs) (laughs) He picks up the mouse and he talks into it. What an idiot. Computer. (laughs) Computer. Uh, back on the Enterprise, they figure out that they have three whole minutes before they just fall into a star and die. Yeah, so they're like, okay, I guess we better like fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of like hand wave this away, right? They're sure. Like, Somehow they're Riker, like, who doesn't yeah. know anything but trombones, restores yeah. power to the maneuvering thrusters. So they can stop, I guess, right? They um, can, like... It's only 30% power, so they don't have enough to save the ship. But they divert power from the auxiliary relay systems to thrusters. That's why they're there. Ensign Rager. Rager. Or, or Rager would be much cooler. We don't cooler. know. Yeah, Rager's um, cool. She activates a stable orbit inside the Dyson Sphere. And Picard is like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> 
so they're, they're searching for life forms while uh, Jordy and Scotty are trying to find where the Enterprise went. Uh-huh. And uh, they they don't figure that the Janolan's going to be able to fly at all, but they do have to try. Like, Jordy, like um, Scotty does this great thing where he's like, ah, there's no way it'll possibly work. But there's yeah. no use crying about it. Let's try anyway. <laughs> so let's do it. It's like he like finally like gets out of it. He's like, I'm fucking Scotty. I'm the miracle worker, right? Like I don't know how any of this shit works, but I'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Pop pops back, baby. Pop pops back, baby. Give him my blue pill. Oh no. <laughs> Jordy's it's like Norfin. He's taking Norfin. <laughs> uh they they do find out that the sphere is completely abandoned because the star is gonna go supernova. Yeah, it's like fucked up. I think in the game you like stabilize the star somehow. It's not. It's like going supernova in the same way that a regular star does. Yeah, it takes like thousands slowly. of years. Yeah, like like a hundred thousand years. And uh, they abandon the sphere because it's not safe to be in there anymore. Yep, too much radiation. And uh, the star is, like, emitting solar flares. Like I said, this is a problem inside yeah. the sphere. And uh, the she- the ship's shields are, like, getting obliterated. Like, they're only at, like, 20% anyway. Yeah, which is, like, bad. <laughs> so they basically traded their three minutes to live for three hours to live. That's better than three minutes, I guess. Absolutely better. Please just give me one more minute of sweet, sweet life. <laughs> <laughs> just want to breathe this air. <gasps> <gasps> they, uh, they're trying to fix the Janolan over there. Pop Pop and Grandson are trying to fix the Janolan. And, well, uh, they take off, right? And then they kind of figure out that the Enterprise went into the space pussy... Yeah, well, there's a, there's a great moment where, like, uh, Scotty's like, let's um, send the power through the auxiliary tanks or whatever, and Jordy's yeah. like, we can't do that shit. Yeah, it it's goes against, against like, the regulation. It goes against specifications, and Scotty's like, I wrote those specifications. He's like, you're talking about specification 2.128. He's like, I... I always, you know, like... And this is, like, an engineering thing, too, right? Yeah. Where, like, in real life, they always are like, yeah, we just, like really really play it safe but like you can like fiddle with the gray area here Um, it's cool it's a cool like it is is a cool like real world kind of yeah comparison um (laughs) scotty is like jordy you take command and jordy's like but you're the captain he's like i never wanted to be anything but a chief engineer oh yeah hopefully norpin colony has some connects on it he can play with (laughs) fucking connects They do get the ship moving, and um, and they head towards the space pussy. Um, <laughs> they're gonna. Picard is like Worf. Can we use phasers to cut through the shell of the sphere? And Worf's like, "Oh, you want to use phasers now, huh? Yeah, why didn't you use them on the fucking tractor beam emitters, you ding dong? Why didn't you use them the nine million other times I said we should use them?" <laughs> But it turns Not that out, I'm bitter or anything. It turns out that the sphere is made out of uh, unobtainium, and the weapons are Yeah, it's like adamantium, it. but like double adamantium or yeah. some shit. It's made out of Captain America's shields <laughs> side to side, so it's not going to work. Vibranium. Um, 
in the comics, it's made of vibranium and adamantium. It's it was an it's accidental. Yeah. It was like an accidental fusion of the two metals. It's the only thing that's ever existed. That's cool because like that you know adamantium is like super indestructible, right? Which yeah. makes sense. And vibranium can like absorb kinetic energy and redirect it. So he's got yeah, best of I both worlds. Him. I watched him do that sonic attack he does when he gets hit with the hammer right yeah Captain America's a pretty cool guy he's Um, alright Jordy and Scotty trace the ion trail from the Enterprise which is something that uh, Scotty can do he knows how to do that and he even (laughs) figures out that the ion trail around the hatch shows that it was at full reverse and it was dragged in unwillingly which is pretty fucking it's smart. smart. Looks like detective a boat. Work. Like a boat wake. Yeah. It's like filling a boat with too much air. It's like filling a balloon boat with too much balloon. <laughs> um, so they figure out that they need to like heal the thing, but the problem is, like, what the fuck do they do then? They're just going to get pulled in and have to be in there at the same time. Yeah, they kind of theorize that that's what happened, right? They're like, okay. In a, in a non... In a different episode, they would be like, we need to use the emitter array to emit, like, some sort of, like, flux beam <laughs> of, like, antiparticles or whatever. But, Antiprotons. Because uh, Scotty's here, and it's full TOS. He's like, let's just shove the ship into the door and hold it open. Yeah, the shields will hold the doors open, like, some kind of fucking... Like, incredible Hulk maneuver. <laughs> like, all right. And Jordy's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, Jordy's like, that's that's suicidal. And Scotty's yeah. like, trust me, I've not It'll steered work. you wrong yet, except all those times I open drawers. And I'm also super hungover. <laughs> yeah. I, I earlier told you that I was blitz drunk yesterday, but trust me. <laughs> But they, they they wedge the Janolan in using the shields to keep the door open. And they can actually con- uh, communicate with the Enterprise now that it's... Yeah, uh, they're like, hey, we're sphere. opening the door. Get over here. And Captain Picard's like, get going, Ensign Rager. Let's go. Yeah, they. Uh, as, he's like, as soon as we're within beaming distance, transporter distance, beam them back over. We get like a tense moment where he, tell, he says to beam them over. And then he fires... So photon torpedoes and destroys the ship. So did they make it? Yeah, they do that old like beam over and suspense it up a bit, even though like we know that they made it. Imagine yeah. if they killed Scotty. Yeah, that's the thing is like this. Pro- it probably would have been a more fitting but bittersweet ending if he like gave his life to save Jordy and the Enterprise. Yeah, he saved the Enterprise be... one last time. Well, they do that then in in generations. I'm telling you, he like learned. He was like, okay, I want to do this instead, because that's how Kirk dies, basically. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll just one more, one more go, and he just fucking dies like on some nameless ass fucking planet, yeah. right? He he fucking falls off a bridge. Yeah. Dies. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That man. is my entire uh, Kirk impression. Oh god, it's good. Oh god, <laughs> some do. <laughs> um, but Scotty and Jordy are now best friends forever. Yeah, they went through it. They went through battle, right? 
And uh, Jordy starts telling, they're like walking down the hallway again. And um, Jordy starts telling the story of the TNG episode Galaxy's Child. Yeah, with the baby and the suckles on the Enterprise. And Scotty's like, you soured the milk. You soured, you put ch- we, he's like, I changed it from .02 to .21. Oh, you soured the milk. Like, oh, God. Hilarious. Fucking that old chestnut. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, he's like, I thought you were going to take me to 10 Ford for a drink. And he's like, no. We're going to give you a shuttle craft. Why would they give him a shuttle craft? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I get the symbolism because of who he is. And this is, I guess, where the guest star segment comes in, right? Like, like, this is so weird, though. This happens in, this happens in Battlestar Galactica, too. He does oh, this again. Fucking Ronald D. Moore's a hack. Jesus. <laughs> they give no, uh, one of the, they give one of the guys who's like, like basically like living inside of a Cylon fighter like they like find him out in the middle of nowhere and they're like how did you live out here and he's like I fucking went native and he's like crazy and shit and then like, they give him a fucking ship to just like go like do whatever with and it's the same thing they do with Scotty they're just like go go to Norpin and he's like I don't want to go to Norpin I'm ready to live my life again yeah here's the difference between that and this there's an entire universe full of Federation stuff and alien shit that, like, yeah. they know about and he can go to very easily. Right, the Battlestar, dude in Battlestar they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, There's doll. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. There's nothing and they know no one. <laughs> they don't know where they are. They're Yeah, it's crazy. That is <laughs> a terrible fate to leave that man yeah. to. He's just going to go native in a ship by himself again. <laughs> well, that guy couldn't be on the show. He was only a guest star, so they had to, like, write him off. <laughs> yeah, just fucking kill him, dog. Like That's the only thing wrong with that entire show is probably that plot line. And that's it's it. a very nitpicky thing. Damn. That's high praise. Yeah, no, that show's perfect. But uh, <laughs> Scotty gets into his ship and the door closes... And uh, we just see him in Generations again. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which happens long before this. It's a prequel, yeah. So he hasn't even been to Norplant Colony. It's like, what did he do? Where'd he go? Where did he go? Did he just, did he say, I'm not going to the Norpin Colony. That's for old, useless people. I'm going to go go on an adventure. And then he just went to the Norpin Colony anyway. Yeah, like, it's like when you drive around in the middle of the night and you're, like, just trying to clear your head or whatever, but, like, you just wind up going home. <laughs> Why am I driving around? What am I doing? He just ends up at the Norpin Colony. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what if Norpin Colony is just Ryza for fucking geriatrics? Yeah. Well, Ryza is also Ryza for geriatrics. Yeah. So. Maybe it's maybe it's just, like, Ryza with, like, slightly more shuffleboard. Mm, I've never played Shuffleboard. Me neither. Maybe you got to be 80 to play it. I don't think anyone plays it anymore. They probably play on cruise ship. Well, not now because you can't. There do was a there was a but... house in my grandparents' neighborhood that had a shuffleboard in their driveway, and I never saw them play it. I was like, nobody ever plays this. <laughs> People are always playing it on cruises. I know that. Every time Remember anybody cruises? I've ever even heard of who went on a cruise comes back and they're like, "Oh, we played Shuffleboard." Also, we got coronavirus. Well, yeah, they had to leave us out in the ocean for a week. I'd live on a boat for a year because I was too stupid to know about a global pandemic. Morons. <laughs> uh, this episode is pretty fucking good, actually. It's uh, it's got this that episode. right tinge of nostalgia with that like yeah. bright optimism for the future at the same time. 
Yeah, this is like a warm bath. Like, this is such an easy episode to watch, and it flies by. Nothing tremendous really happens, but... They find a fucking Dyson sphere, Which is that doesn't matter, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but, but, but like... Yeah, like, it, the stakes are high, but they're not, like, ridiculous, right? It's just, like, a very classic Star Trek, like, oh, no, we got ourselves into trouble by, like, poking our nose around someplace maybe we weren't supposed to. <laughs> Which Dude. is, like, a, a fun, like, that's always a fun Star Trek concept. This reminds me very heavily of the fact that uh, James T. Kirk, William Shatner, uh. was... Uh, is always extremely bitter when he's not included in any of these things. Oh, was he bitter about this? Uh, he's he's been so bitter about like James Doohan getting to be on it, like yeah. uh, Leonard Nimoy getting to be on it, DeForest Kelly. He's the only one of like the big names that didn't get to be on it. We got his own movie. He wrote um a, he wrote quote unquote wrote a book the book series yeah. where Kirk. Is he he when he's about to die on the planet underneath the fucking bridge? And he says, yeah. "My God," and he gets buried under the rocks. The Borg fucking swoop down. Why? And they take him and they turn him into a uh, Locutus type character, and and they he just ravages Earth. He goes up against Picard and Picard frees him, but the Borg technology has made him immortal. Wow, and this re- is it's restored most... his youth. And this is the most fucking Mary Sue ass shit. <laughs> he joined Kirk joins Starfleet again and leads up the anti Borg task force. So he gets to be like sheriff. He's, he's, the, sheriff he's the true hero yeah. of Star Trek yeah. again. Captain Kirk versus the Borg. You know what? I would love to read that because that sounds like the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> That's the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I'm telling you, man. This is from the fucking critically acclaimed writer of Tech War. You should watch <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. <laughs> He's like... For some reason, like, people talking shit about him on podcasts and shows and stuff go- gets back to him a lot. Like people, He looks for it. That's the like, only reason. Like He has, like, a feud going on with fucking Red Letter Media now. I can't believe that shit. Like, they made a joke about him at the beginning of one of their videos, and it yeah. got back to him. He he looks for it. I was thinking about this when I was on Instagram. Like, I get spammed with all this bullshit on Instagram, just like everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I get a ton of, like, like meme crap and, like, weirdly, like, like uh, celebrity worshipy stuff for, like, Voyager crew. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the oh, actors. Yeah. And I'm like, do they know about this? Like, do they know that this exists? Probably it's not. so weird. The thing is, like, I don't... Im- I can't imagine that, like, Robert Picardo is, like, surfing Instagram. Yeah, like, he probably doesn't care, right? But, like, does yeah. Jerry Ryan know that there's a bunch of, like, weird, like, fan uh, Instagrams I, of her? I, I think it's, like, it's different if you're, like, a, like a lady... If you're, like, a lady in any type of, like, show business, yeah, like, it's different. You have to completely divorce yourself from how the public views you. Because I they're going to be creepy and weird as fucky. That's what I mean. Like, that's, that's, I think that's a great point. Like, they have to ignore it. Because, it, like you said, it's weird as fuck, right? Speaking, like, of, like, speaking of red letter media, like, uh, 
I I guess she was Mike's girlfriend, Jesse. Yeah, the one who looks like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she was on a bunch. Of, you have like a million ex-girlfriends named Jesse, though. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a few. The uh, she was on Best of the Worst a lot. And she was hilarious, but yeah, like, she was funny. The um, comment section was just hyper-sexualizing her and being incredibly creepy and weird. And like, yeah. people in like Reddit were like posting pictures of her. That oh, dude, that places. happened. That happened when when so uh, she stopped being on the show. She yeah. hasn't been on the show in like eight years at this point because that happened with with uh, my ex girlfriend Jesse when Nick and I and her made that uh, the 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 monarch video yeah. that we did and like her outfits obviously like super revealing right and like but it was all just this weird like. Like it was like open season for weirdos just to be like, oh man, fucking, you know. Yeah, exactly. and like it didn't bother me because like I I don't know I don't think it bothered her either. But it's just like what the fuck, man. Like That's guys, people get fucking weird about women and anything. Like I read yeah. earlier that the AT and T girl, yeah, is, is like being sexually harassed online. People, yeah, people are like obsessed with her. It's strange. I don't know, man. I don't know. The internet was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I think human beings are not meant to have this much information and, and access yeah. about each other. It's it's not it's not good. That being said <laughs> Yeah, that that being said, uh, we're on the internet doing a podcast right now. So go to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Fuck. I did. I did want to say um, before we moved on to that part of the show, um, there is one particular scene in this episode that like made me kind of chuckle because like uh, in TNG, characters are constantly walking down hallways with each other and talking while the camera yeah. pans in front of them. That happens almost every episode. Yeah. Uh, that never happened in TOS. Yeah. Yeah, we were and, talking about it before the show started. Yeah. Like, Scotty is so out of his element. Like, James Doohan is so yeah. out of his element in that scene. Like, he's trying his hardest to remember lines, keep up, do the accent. Do the acting. And, yeah. like, keep pace walking as well. Yeah, and, he like, probably had to do that several times, too. So he probably... Yeah. I mean, he's a very old man at this point. Like, uh, and he's not exceedingly healthy, I don't think. When he well, was, he did he did pass away like a year after this yeah. or something. He looks rough in a, a few of these uh, scenes. He looks it's tired. A, it's a little difficult at certain points. But he does like, a great job, but he's he, just he does terrible. a great job. I'm I'm I wanted to say I'm impressed. Yeah, that he was able to do that because like imagine being taken that far out of your element as as it's a creator been, of any kind how long has it been i mean it's been a few years since he was in six six was like 91 right mm -hmm. so like it's not like he forgot or whatever but well, it's you know like, it's like muscle. i imagine if somebody brought me in to do artwork at a place and they handed me like fucking watercolors yeah you have to like learn how to use it again. like i i don't know how to fucking do this like right. This isn't going to be anywhere near as good as if you just put me at a table with the TOS crew. I'd know what the fuck to do then. Yeah, TOS crew being a computer. Yeah, or like... Or a tablet. Or paper and pencil. Paper and pencil. Like, I can probably paint with oils. I could paint with oils way better than with watercolor. Watercolor's hard. It's just well, weird. Yeah. Watercolor is like... 
you have to lean into it. It's going to affect your style super heavily. And you yeah, just it's going to look. It's it. going to look the way it looks because it's just yeah. like, hey, do you want to paint with like the worst diluted ass paint? <laughs> Watercolor looks amazing. It's just I I can't do it. What is like, this fucking Rembrandt like ass shit? I don't want this shit. Where's my Where, solid goddamn lines, motherfucker? Rembrandt didn't do watercolors, you fucking no, please. But he was impressionist, right? He was impressionist. It kind of looks like that a little pop bit. Pop-Pop's an impressionist. What? what? <laughs> my mom was an impressionist? My I said pop your Pop-Pop. He does do a good uh, George Takei. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. no, oh he doesn't. my. He doesn't even know who that is. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rembrandt was not an impressionist. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know, man. You're thinking of uh, fucking... Um, hold on. M- Monet. Monet, not Manet. Manet is also an impressionist. That's where it fucking gets wild. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Come on, France. Come Pick on, a different baby. name. <laughs> Get your shit together. Come on, France. Uh, this is a great episode. I recommend it. I'm gonna give it a A minus. I'm gonna give it a solid A. It's just it's very easy to watch. It's just a good one. Nothing wrong with it, really. We need to trekify that fucking. I'm gonna give it an Enterprise A. Ooh, nice Enterprise A. <laughs> is that the good one? Now it's gonna Although, be confusing. Yeah, that, that's the the problem is that like yeah. Enterprise D would be very bad, so we can't use that. Yeah, but it would also be very good because it's a great ship, right? Yeah, so we can't so use that one. Enterprise B would be like the worst because nobody cares about B. Let's stick to A through A through F for with no alpha. enterprise. We'll give it like we'll just alpha like Greekify it, right? It's, well, we'll give it an alpha. The, uh, this episode's a beta. I don't know if I want that message going. A beta, <laughs> alpha. This episode's a beta cuck. Gamma. Let's see, right? Gamma. Yeah. Delta. What's F? Epsilon. Fepsilon. <laughs> the other, uh, camma. There's no. There's no alpha, F. beta, camma. There's no F, right? Because it's there's diff- like there's no J, right? There wasn't a J yet. Yeah. So it was like sound. a worthless alphabet yeah. without J. <laughs> come on now. Yeah. It's everyone's name who starts with a J rules. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not. Except Adolf Jitler. <laughs> Jadolf Jitler. <laughs> Maybe the world would be different if his name was that. Jitler. Uh, apparently they came up with the idea for this episode before getting Scotty back. So that, Wait, what do you mean? So they were just like... They, they were like, we need to get somebody from the original series. For this episode. Right. And they uh, they wanted to use Kirk. Oh, wow. That but, would have been crazy. Um, it would raise too many other things, was the was the quote at the time. Which, I guess, is like, we don't want to tell you that we're going to kill him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's they had that plan already. And Spock, they say Spock is playing James Bond on Romulus. Is he? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know about James Bond. Maybe like Austin Powers. <laughs> this was almost a Brandon Braga episode. Well, there is a giant space vagina. He he didn't have time to do it because he was writing a fistful of datas. 
I got work to do, cracks his knuckles. <laughs> and then Data fingers a giant pussy. Nah, not again. Not again, more. Oh, wait. That'd be Braga. Braga. Brain and Braga. Brain and Braga. Ugh. Now what do we do? Do we end the show now? <laughs> no, I was just thinking Alexander Singer, the director, like did not like that Jordy and Scotty were like antagonistic to begin with. I think it, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, like, why would they like each other, right? Like they don't like he doesn't, Jordy doesn't give a fuck. Like, like it would be like you or I meeting like uh, I don't know, like who who's somebody famous that does what we do? It'd be like you meeting Manet, right? It would be like us meeting Paul F. Tompkins, <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. who I guess is the most famous guy who makes a million podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't necessarily like Paul F. I don't dislike him, but I don't know no, the guy. I have no opinion about Paul yeah. Tompkins. And if he was like, following me around being like, your mic's plugged in wrong. You don't have your levels right. Yeah, what's wrong with your dilithium crystals? He'd be like, dude, fuck you, man. Paul F. Tompkins, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Get off my dick, Paul F. Tompkins. Shit. <laughs> Our uh, next special guest, Paul F. Tompkins. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Why did we wait until an hour and a half into it? I don't know. <laughs> He's just, like, engineering for us today. This is the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end it. Let's just fucking end it. You know what would be really fucking cash money of you, literally, is just, if you headed over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar you get access to behind-the-scenes blogs, extra podcasts, wallpapers, all kinds of dope-ass content from your favorite Trek boys. Hell yeah. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. So join up today. I don't know what I'm doing, Josh. I'm very sleepy. I can tell. Um, (laughs) Fuck you. Anyway. (laughs) You know what would be less cash money but still pretty dope is if you headed over to Twitter and followed us at M Class Podcast. Let us know that you love the show. We appreciate the hell out of hearing that whenever we can. Yeah, go over to iTunes and rate us and review us. That helps us a lot too. Hell yeah, you could do. I think you can do that on Spotify as well, which we're fuck also yeah. on. So do fuck it on Spotify. yeah. Uh, shoot us an email, mclassemail at gmail.com. We'll read it on our other show and we'll make goofy goofs about it, and it'll be a fun time. We might make fun of your name, which is super funny. No, the people love it when you do that. <laughs> it's the only way. So here's a secret. It's the only way I remember anyone's name. Oh yeah, I'm I'm terrible at names, so I gotta like nickname the name. Only way I remember it. I'm actually pretty fucking bad at names too, but I'm terrible um, at them. If I don't even remember your name, John. If I have a face to go with the name, then I know what the fuck. I know how to like sort of memorize it, but if I don't, then my brain is just like no information available. Yeah, I'm that idiot who like somebody introduces themselves to me, and immediately I'm just like, I don't. Oh God. I do that every time. Somebody's like, time. hi, my name is Jill. And I'm yep. like, oh, hey, I'm Jeff. And then hey, my up? brain is like, what the fuck was what her the name? What the fuck did they say? Yeah. Mary. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to this podcast. We love you. Thank you, guys. You're the best around, and nothing's ever going to keep you down. <laughs> 
We'll be back in one week's time with more M-Class good... Well, actually, real quick, fuck. Uh, shout out to Vitizen for the use Vitizen. of the track Outer Space Race. He's got Dude some is stuff coming up. Big moves coming in uh, a little bit further into November, Yo, I think. He's gonna no be joke, though. That new single he's coming out with is amazing. It's I'm not it's fucking around. It's, it's like my favorite song of the year, honestly. It's, it's like so good. It's amazing. Anyway. So huge shout out to Vitizen. Uh Join us again in one week for more M Class goodness. A bye be I'm mentally ill.